0: what's going on guys welcome to the may 2023 edition of the mental health checkup on the renegade pop culture podcast network my name is mike i'll be your host this evening joining me we've got our fearless leader kiona
1: oh not quite so fearless leader anymore come on mike that's more you now (laughs) and we have uh the super saiyan death metal god himself
0: nick yes
2: I'm supposed to be the music and horror movie, guys. No, I I was going to make some bad joke about this being out of my element, but just given that uh, we all have shit we got to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. Hey, guys.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: Yeah, so this episode is going to be an interesting one. Our overarching theme is bad experiences in the workforce and i kind of want to start by addressing the uh the 2023 wga writer's strike because that is something that affects pretty much the entire entertainment industry um so who wants to go first and just kind of sharing their overall thoughts on why these writers are on strike and any any stories that you remember of the last time that the writers were on strike which i believe was 2007 2008
2: i believe it was yeah yeah that was that time period. I remember it vividly.
1: Well, it is interesting because I read an article on the uh, the Hollywood Reporter where they're they're talking about how now it's it's kind of a different situation from the 08 strike, where uh, the writers went on strike, and a lot of the other unions were like, well, you know, they they kind of wanted to go in there and, and do their jobs and all that stuff, like the the um, um, IATSE and all those other the other unions as well, um, but now it's more of a unified front, and they're kind of taking on the studios, taking on the, the AMPTP, the American, you know, uh, the producers, television producers and movie producers, and um, I I find that very interesting because it seems like they're much more about solidarity this time around, and I think it's about damn time. You know, I I echo what, what you and Cameron always talk about and always say, Mike, which is that you know, pay your damn writers, pay your writers, like, mm-hmm. what are you even doing? Like, you could tell whatever, whatever a writer strike happens, it just things go downhill quick. You know, obviously, like, you know, I hear reports about like Ryan Reynolds can't even ad lib lines on on Deadpool three, if they were to film it, you know, if they were to start filming, like, it's ridiculous. But seriously, just pay your writers a fair wage. I don't understand, you know, I, I personally, maybe it's because like, I'm a, I'm a wannabe writer or something. Maybe it's that, but it's just like, I don't see what the whole controversy is. And I don't see what the whole problem is with paying your writers. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me because I'm a creative type and I'm not on the side of the suits. So, you know, I understand money and all that stuff, but seriously, dudes, if you, if you guys want to have good content, if you, you know, and I hate that word content, but if you guys have, what a. Like, get your movies off the ground, get your TV shows off the ground, then pay your writers a living wage. Don't just sit there, use their material, and, you know, and call it a day. Like, the fact that now we have they they have a unified front, it's a great thing, I think. And hopefully it puts enough pressure on the producers and on the studios that they're going to just, you know, just do it. And get it over with, and let's just move on with our lives. (laughs) Like, yeah, I just feel like that's the right thing to do.
0: Agreed. Nick, do you have anything to add?
2: Fiona's sentiments, exactly. And I don't know if Mike has anything else to really add, but what I'm about to say kind of just ties into the overarching thread of just bad workplace experiences. I think it's just something that's a long time coming, that people are standing up to employers. And I think that just in the long haul, the biggest losers in the case on the entertainment side of things is going to be the is gonna be us the consumers who watch movies and tv shows on whatever platform possible and i i just think it's going to suck for people who genuinely want to make good content whether it's something that's gonna go to theaters and get released on 4k and blu-ray or if it's something that's gonna go right on netflix shutter or amazon prime it it just sucks but i also am of the mindset that corporations and upper management type, they kind of have this shit coming.
0: Oh, absolutely. The the like the worst part about all of this is they've they have continually like they always make like the worst excuses for why for why they can't afford to pay, um, like pay the writers pay, you know, people who work in visual effects, or any any other below the line um, workers where on the flip side, you've got these like CEOs and other like big executives making like six figures every, like every year, with like three houses and like seven uh, different cars, yet Yet they're yet they can't afford to give like a living wage to like the people who are making them billions of
1: dollars each year. Exactly. And why do you need all that? Why do you need millions and billions of dollars? Like if I had a million dollars, man, I could I could do a lot for my family, for my friends, for people that I really love and care about, including you guys. And, you know, like that would be what I need. Why do you need like billions of dollars? What is that for? What are you possibly using that money for? I know some of that cocaine goes back hookers. into the businesses and stuff like that, but yeah, exactly. You're not using it for anything really useful. You're not bettering the world. You're not bettering people's lives. What late stage capitalism? One... It upsets the freaking crap out of me.
2: I don't blame you. I I was one part joking and one part serious with that cocaine and hookers oh, yeah. bit, but yeah. No,
0: I totally agree with you. <laughs> It's it's almost like they're addicted to the concept of wealth that that they they don't they don't want to lose it like at all.
1: Yeah, it just comes down to I just want that money to have it. I just want to be able to say I'm a billionaire. I'm a whatever. You know, it's it's like it's ridiculous. I don't even I I don't understand it myself. So at the end of the day, pay your goddamn writers. Exactly. <laughs>
0: and. We we included this in our show notes for the most recent uh Renegade animation but yep. Yep. if you yep. if you want to if you want to support people who are affected by the strike go to entertainmentcommunityfund.org and designate your donation to film and television because those those are the people who could really use your help right now while while writers are are currently on strike. And yeah, any anything anything to help to help the cause is something that I want to support. And I want to make sure that everyone else is uh helping out where they can.
1: Yes, Mike, thank you for mentioning that. I really appreciate that. And um and I know that many, many others do as well. So
0: of course. All right. I
2: guess with that said let's uh let's get into some workplace horror stories i I, like obviously for legal reasons we're not gonna name like names or locations of where we worked but yeah we're probably gonna at least say where it might have been in the vegas sense i guess yeah
0: no um the the identities of the people involved will be will be protected but these these are still um stories that I'm sure we all have been like chomping at the bit to to get off our chest and I will actually go last amongst you guys
2: because like my shit is going to be way too long and too much of an arduous saga to you know it's going to be borderline unlistenable but yeah just uh and just a heads up the things that were that I'm going to describe at least involve harassment in the workplace and I will tie in a little bit on how you can actually protect yourself at the end of this so I'm ready to tear into this if you guys are
0: I I guess I'll start because I don't necessarily have a bad work experience that's you know really a story worth telling but I I'm just gonna point out that um how how I lost my last place employment was Pretty much just being a casualty of of um, corporate restructuring and getting laid off, which is ne- is never fun. Like it's not a great time. Get like putting putting so much time and energy in into like a place o- only to just get like pushed aside for various reasons. But um, Fiona, I'm sure I'm sure you have uh, plenty of, of stories to share from your past experiences.
1: I I I have some yes. Um, one that comes to mind really quickly is uh when um do you do you guys remember like some years ago? I, I think it was maybe five years ago by now. Uh, where uh, when I used to live in Hawaii and stuff, there was a uh, a, a missile scare from uh North Korea I vaguely when, remember this I my think it only made thing, national headlines my
2: only thing is when isn't there a missile scare from North <laughs> Korea like I, I well I, I'm this not was, saying that to, I'm not saying that to sound insensitive but I mean I'm just saying no, it's I understand. Just such a regular occurrence I
1: understand but no this one was like we got messages we got like the alerts on our cell phones that that like a missile was incoming and, um, you know, like everybody was looking at their phone and just going like, okay, I guess this is death. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was at work at the time, uh, working at a coffee shop and, um, yeah, so, so that happened. Uh, that was a scary thing. Um, everybody, you know, we had to close down the the store. We had to like, just operate as if it was the end. Um, <laughs> and what it turned out to be was somebody pushed the wrong button on the alert system and that's basically what happened um it was uh it was a big mess it was you know at, at my at my workplace it was kind of like i don't know i was just kind of resigned to it which is sort of just how it is you know but like i just remember that that morning just going like well at least i'll die doing what i love serving overpriced coffee um so yeah you know, I remember the stories of like in in Waikiki there was a a tourist uh a tourist who was out with his daughter and he basically just dropped her in, in like through like a manhole basically through like a, a sewer cover and just just dropped her in there because he thought that a missile was coming and was going to just destroy the island. Um my co-worker just basically walked off the job that day. I mean, who wouldn't? But, you know, it was just like, we didn't know if it was true. Um, I remember calling my family and then everybody was like calling the cops and wondering if this were real and, and everything. And then they finally sent out a message saying that it wasn't. And so that was kind of a horror story, but more in the horrific sense. Um, but, you know, I, I what are you going to do in that situation? You know what I mean? Like, it's an island. Where are you going to run to, you know, Sinner Man um it just yeah i don't know it was one of those like mind-boggling moments kind of a thing but like that was more that was more of a situational horror story than than like a a, like a retail horror story but you know what i mean it was kind of it it was just one of those things where like um i do remember one thing being funny which was that i i you know when i was locking up the store and stuff and people were were wondering you know like oh oh can i can we get in so that we can have you know at least our, our last cup of coffee or whatever and i'm just like well you know, corporate says we got to close. I don't know, man. And they gave me attitude about it. But it's like, what are you going to do? I can kind of understand where they're coming from. But I also like was like, uh, you know, there's more important things than a cup of coffee right now. Also, but... it's
2: kind of a safety issue, too. Like, kind of, just you kind ju- of. You don't, you don't know what these people are capable of. You don't yeah. know if they're going to try to potentially rob you as you're trying to close down the entire coffee shop. I
1: mean, you don't know what these people's intentions are. Well, that's the thing was that they were mostly regulars, too. So, I mean, I knew them. I uh, I didn't think they were going to do anything. But you never know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's kind of, you know, yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, now knowing (laughs) that
2: now knowing that you actually knew who these people were, they must really suck at reading the room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they sure did. Let me tell you. But, you know, it's okay. I mean, well, this one particular guy who kind of did give he kind of was, you know, an attitude thing anyway but he was a regular at least so i knew how to handle him but it was just still kind of weird that like that's your major concern is that you want your coffee you know like i don't know we we didn't know at that point we still thought it was real or that it was you know possibly an incoming missile of death so we didn't know for sure but it's just one of those things you know it's just weird things happen in retail uh yeah even in food service retail (laughs) Yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind. I mean, there are others. Uh, Black Friday, always a fun, always a fun thing.
0: Oh, of course.
1: Um, The thing that I remember most about that was the fact that at at my store, which was a very, very busy store uh, that I worked at, um, big box retailer, um, you know, it, it felt like even though they closed the store, they allowed some people in the store. I think like a few people were still in there. But like for the most part, everybody was out or it might have been that they got everybody out. I don't quite remember, but it was just like this was a long time ago. But like I do remember the fact that when I was up there, I was in the electronics department, which is like way in the back of the store. So I remember there being like when people entered, it was like a wave of sound. Like I could literally hear it in the back of the store and then just kind of like cascade towards us in the back. Like it, it was it, the weirdest sonic like illusion that I've ever heard in my life. Um, did, did it?
0: Did it sound like a stampede? Like it sounded you? like
1: a stampede. Yeah, it sounded like a stampede. And the thing of it is, is that like you know. I I don't know if people really realized it back then, like I think more people do now, because a lot of it's online so you can tell the difference, but like, when they were, you know, all the sale items and stuff are items that they specifically bring in for Black Friday, it's not like items that you would see every day in the store, you know what I mean, like you would get a TV for a cheap price. But it's a purposely like they bring in a cheaper TV that you'll get for that price. So you're not even getting like you think it's a good deal. You're not really getting a good deal if you look at the if you look at the specs and everything, which most people don't. But I mean, I've seen, you know, so people are fighting over these things and it's like, well, you're not getting the best deal. Honestly, you're getting something that that they bring in on purpose for this. Like, I think now people are more savvy for, about that, but like, you know, this was, I don't know, maybe like 10, 10 or 11 years ago. So it's just, I think that times have changed also, you know, like more shopping is done online. So people are a little bit more savvy, but in terms of like, you know, I mean, I, I saw people fighting over a shopping cart, just, just like, you know, oh, that's my cart. What are you doing? You know, like, I, I don't even, I don't get it personally. But people are very, very strange.
2: Um Honestly, that entire description just sounded like the opening to the movie Krampus to me.
1: <laughs> yes, it does. I think didn't they even make a, a movie about Black Friday? Fairly recently. I feel like with Bruce Campbell. <sighs>
2: I, yes, there was in, uh, in 2015. It was actually called Black Friday, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was one, right? Okay. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. And, and I remember at that same store, I remember once I didn't see this, but I remember uh, just hearing like and seeing like people running towards like like housewares and stuff. And which was kind of a kind of a nearby department to us at the time and and, um at the time the way the store was set up and I remember just like hearing just seeing people running there and I was like, what the heck is going on? And it's like somebody stabbed himself with like a like a kitchen knife in housewares. I was like, what the fuck? I you know, like I said, I didn't see it, but like I just know that it happened because you could just see everybody running over there. And they were like, No, just stay here, you know, just just Cause we don't want everything to get so chaotic and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, and then there was a the story of a lady who came in to buy like a cell phone or something and ended up peeing on the floor. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. She just peed on the floor. <laughs> That's wow. Yeah. They, they,
2: yeah. Did they at least get a janitor to clean? Yes. Is yes. My qu- okay, good. We
1: had a, you know what, I, I honestly can say this, I can honestly say that at that particular store that I was working at, we had a really good janitorial staff, like they were on it, like they, they were probably the best workers there. Thank Definitely God. Definitely the, the most, you know, the the most thankless job, thankfully had the best workers, but like, um, and that's why I said thank you to the janitors. There was also a time when I worked at a video store and again it was something that I wasn't here for I wasn't there for it wasn't during my shift thank god but like there there was the case of someone was in the horror movie section horror movies and whipped it out and masturbated in the store
2: Man, everything you're describing to me right now, Kiona is a health and safety nightmare. And I say that as somebody currently on a health and safety committee. And I just want to say about that entire janitor situation, I, I have dealt with too many friends that have had to work in workplaces where they did not have any janitors on staff and they literally made regular sales associates touch bodily fluids oh, you know, the bathroom's God. dirty. I have dealt with situations like that where I'm like, I would have been like, uh, no, you're doing it. You need to pay me more to do this. This is not my job description.
1: I, I remember uh, at that same video store and, you know, and this is why I, I'm not a big fan of the public restroom. At that particular video store, we had a public restroom. And so one time it got backed up and uh and so there were two of us on shift that that, at that point might have been three of us i don't know because i know for a fact that it was it was me and my shift lead who was a buddy of mine and we just were like you know he goes like okay can you do this because i you know my my family and i owned a, a janitorial business uh, so it was like, okay, you know, so anyway, my, uh, my shift leader at the time he tried it, it did it, you know, with the plunger, he tried to plunge it. It didn't work. So he, so he was like, okay, can you try it? And I'm like, sure. So I get in there and I try it and the plunger gets stuck inside out. You know how sometimes that happens mm-hmm. where like, it's just stuck and it's like, it's like inverted, you know? So like the plunge thing is still down, but like the rest of it's like popped up and stuff and it's got stuff in it. And I was just like, oh, God, like, no, this cannot happen because we were so scared it was going to just splash out on us or something. And I don't know what happened, but it just like just so happened that it just it it just worked itself out somehow and it didn't splash all over us. But man, I was like so scared because I still had a lot of my shift to go through that day. But like <laughs> I just remember <laughs> like my shift leader and I were just cracking up because we were just like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. Like, I don't know it you know so for me it's it's more things like that um i remember in my first few weeks on the job i i remember at that same video store franchise but at a different store um sometimes you get like the sort of creepy customers although this guy later on turned out to be pretty okay like he was okay but i just remember like getting him his like finding a movie for him and stuff and he was grateful and stuff and it, it was kind of a nice interaction at first that he was like that then he said something to me that was weird because he was and i don't remember exactly what it was or something but like he he just he just said something to me that that kind of like was weird and then he was like thanks you're a champion and i was like "What are you on bro i don't know it, it's like little interactions like that like i t- It's so strange to me. Like, retail is like another universe or something. It's like you step into a portal to hell. (laughs) Like,
2: I, I get the things we buy are either things that a lot of people want or things that we need, but it's like it just opens up the floodgate for so many people who are like, you really either need to learn to shop or need to go back and live with your parents and be parented for another couple of years
1: possibly therapy i don't know (laughs) i mean it's it's weird i remember the one time this guy I, i was working in electronics at that same big box retailer and i remember this one phone call the phone call that never ended i swear this guy just kept talking in circles and I was on the phone with him. I Somebody else was on the phone with him for a while, like for about a half hour. I was on the phone with him for another hour, hour and a half. And I don't know why we just didn't hang up. But like, it, you know, it was like, I don't know. Because he was like asking, like we thought he was going to ask like a pertinent question or something. But I don't know. I was on the phone with him. I think it was like discussing some kind of phone problem or discussing some kind of problem with like something. And it just didn't end. The strangest things happen. But you know, and if you're guessing, if you guys are guessing what uh, what particular retailer that is, I will just say that it rhymes with ball fart. Subtle.
2: Yeah. Um, me, <laughs> I'm obviously, I'm not naming locations or exact people, but I will probably be a little more blunt when I... <sighs> Do you have any other nightmare stories? Because I feel like I'd... it's time for me to tear
0: my
1: Band-Aid off. Go for uh, it, man. Go for it. I, I yeah, think I... I'm, I'm yeah. more interested in
0: hearing your stories because... Yeah, there's, I what, there's one in yours. particular that um, that I'm very aware of, but yeah, we have to save that one for last. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh,
2: I'm going to go chronologically because I really want to start off by saying that this first story, I really try not to let it override all of the positive experience I had working for this company. To immediately tear into it, I worked for Home Depot for two years. And honestly, it, Kiona, you and I met online in like 2016, I want to say.
1: Yeah, around there. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So basically, you had Mike had even been around for this. This was honestly, at that point, the best job I had ever had. Yes, it was retail, but at that point, this is prior to like all the inflation that we're currently going through, it was well above minimum wage, the benefits would cover like my dentist appointments and everything they would let me have days off to go to concerts and everything and they were completely cool with it and understood. And if they couldn't give me the day off, they were more than happy to either, you know, let me trade shifts or kind of work around it. And I would end up getting that day off anyways, or try to have it be like... I work, usually if you work the opening shift at a Home Depot, it would be like 6.45 in the morning would be when you started your shift and you left at like 3.15. So, okay, that gives me plenty of time to get to the show. I'll just be tired the next day at most. But it really was an amazing job. And even shockingly, the customers actually really liked me because guys, you'd be surprised how many metalheads
1: shop at Home Depot. I actually find that unsurprising. Like I would, I I don't know. For some reason, I think it kind of fits. <laughs> it, I guess it, it does to some extent. To an extent. To an extent. <laughs> I guess, but I guess I'm just so
2: caught off guard to seeing, you know, children of Bodom and At the Gates shirts just out in the wild at a Home Depot. <laughs> But now, like, a lot of Home Depot customers were metalheads. I'd strike up conversations with people, and I'd even get recognized at gigs. They'd be like, hey, you're that guy from Home Depot. And I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't really want to talk about work, but I can talk music with you all you like. (laughs) But... You know, it it was a really good job, though. Aside uh, from that, like wait, I, I'm not the biggest I'm not the biggest fan of working customer service. But like this made it enjoyable and actually it valued seniority for the majority of the time I was working there. So I say all this kind of preluding into my horror story really was that my assistant manager who no longer works for them she had left to go work at a different store in a different area of the city so obviously that left that assistant manager position vacant and they had transferred somebody else in from a different location that happened to know my store manager who I particularly got along with very well this assistant manager is one of the biggest assholes i've ever met and exclusively from day one like i i i'm never one of those types that's like you know super standoff ish to people i'm always like i'm willing to give you a chance if you're nice to me if you're gonna be nice to me i'm gonna be cool to you back no reason not to right he seemed to have a particular issue with me like you know how all Home Depot employees have to wear those aprons. So like I, Mm -hmm. for my name, I styled it in the Metallica logo. Nice. (laughs) Nice.
1: And and, like
2: everybody was cool with it. It was perfectly fine. There Uh were other customers who were like, dude, your name tag on your apron looks awesome. That is fucking killer, man. I'm happy they're letting you look like that. I'm like, thanks, man. You honestly made my day saying that. So This guy in particular had a problem with it and had a problem with me being a metalhead in particular, especially when I would, especially when I would book days off to go to concerts. And I'm going to kind of tie this into just what ultimately pushed me towards quitting. What is even
1: wrong with that?
2: apparently the fact that i wear metallica and slipknot shirts when i come into work and then put on my dressy slayer shirt which literally just has the emblem that's covered up by the apron anyways apparently that's a goddamn problem
1: oh god come
2: on yeah even that's though so i dumb. i was liked amongst my coworkers the customers. I got my work done on time and accurately. I made sure that certain situations were taken care of on time. I even put in extra hours when asked yet. Boo
1: hoo. He wears Slipknot shirts when he comes into work. Wah, wah. So Lord, I would just this... be like, man, I'd be like, I'm so I'm happy to have somebody that cool working here. But anyway, that's just me.
2: This is where I kind of tie it into where issues start happening. Basically, I remember my HR rep was helping a customer, and this was the day that Slayer had announced their final tour, that they were going to be doing one last hurrah into 2019 and then disbanding. And then I saw the lineup for that tour that it would be coming through Edmonton. It was Slayer, Lamb of God behemoth anthrax and testament and like it was well documented from even my first day that i'm a pretty diehard slayer fan and i'm an even pretty (laughs) i'm an even bigger fan of lamb of god like this is just basically the government even knows this, to kind of use a bit of a Scott the Waz joke. Um, so I remember being super excited about that. And the main thing was that I had to mention to HR that I would need a day off on May long weekend, and they wouldn't let people book days off on May long weekends, even though all of the part-time staff would either get just get the day off no matter what, or they just allow exceptions either which way. Anyways, so my HR rep is helping a customer at that point and I'm going to just be blunt with you guys. I don't know how I managed to coast so far into this job, but like I had no product knowledge like at all. I could not tell you the benefits of buying a Milwaukee drill over a DeWalt one. I could not explain that to you. I could not help you with paint or plumbing but I would make damn sure to find somebody who would be able to help you. I would still try to do the right thing because God damn it. I want to be really good at my job.
1: Yeah. I was that way too. Uh, when I was working at, at, might as well just say Walmart. Uh, so sorry. I say all of, I say
2: all of this because my HR
1: rep asked
2: if I could help these people. I said, I, Honestly, don't know. So let me go get somebody who does. And I knew my coworker was only like two aisles down. I was I said to the customers, hey, do you guys mind hanging on for two seconds? And I will come straight back. And then I went to go tell that coworker two aisles over, hey, I need to get back to my department. I have two customers over in this aisle that our HR was helping out for a couple minutes. Can you go over and help them? And she said, hey, I'm with customers right now, but I'm almost done. I will head straight over. I went back and I told the customers exactly what this coworker had told me. I went back to my department five minutes into me coming back to my department. My assistant manager proceeds to walk up to me unabashedly and unequivocally say, Nick, did you refuse to help a customer? I shit you not, said those exact words out loud in front of other people to my goddamn face. And I just, I literally could not help but say, how dare you question my work ethic and my, like, again, I do not like customer service. I do not work it because I like it. I worked it because nobody else is willing to fucking hire me. And this place had been good to me. That does Mm. not mean I will ever refuse to do my job. And mm-hmm. I took great offense to that to the point where I even went to this coworker. She I told her straight up like, hey, our assistant manager, like one of the three, he went ahead and accused me of this. And she said, Nick, honestly, I went to that aisle and I saw no one there. So I think they might have just left. I will even back you up and go tell this manager what actually happened. So that was super cool that she was willing to vouch for me, but like that was one of the strikes that made me go, this guy's a complete fucking prick. Like there had already been plenty of incidents where it was like personality wise, we are not alike even remotely, but... You know i was more than willing to give the benefit of the doubt i'm not expecting to be friends with my managers or anything i'm just here to work do my time and go home so the second thing that motivated me to want to quit and actually ties into the reason i ended up quitting what winds up happening is there is a long period of time where he tried to make sure that my start time was five in the morning which would Cutting my ability to go to concerts, cutting to my time to basically go do anything. I would basically have to go to bed at 7 p.m. in order to get a full eight hours sleep. And I was like, I am not fucking doing that, no. And I was getting increasingly burnt out, exhausted. My skin was starting to flame up, and just Mm. you know. I was getting, like, I already have not dr- great dry skin as is, so... I hear you. you know, th- that this entire situation just made me worse. That happens to me, too. Mm-hmm. So the thing that wound up happening was my coworker, who she is one of the sweetest people you'd ever meet. She's this amazing East Indian woman who knew that store Front to back. She Mm -hmm. knew how to do her job well. She actually liked customer service. So she liked helping the people. She actually liked working with me and my coworkers. You know, we would constantly chat and everything. We'd be more than willing to help each other out. We'd joke all the time. So basically, she told me he had started issues with her even. Basically her and uh her husband also worked in the store. He worked in receiving. They had planned a getaway trip out of town and they booked the days off, went through all the powers that be, but he did not want to give these days off to her specifically because they were days off. But all of the part-time staff approved, approved, approved. Mm. Like one in particular, it would just be approved, 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 and it would be for Basically, anything, but like either me or my coworker denied. Hmm. So, basically, the main phrase that I remember her telling me that he had said to her, he literally told her to her face, maybe you shouldn't be booking days off then. This pissed her off so much, she went over his goddamn head and actually went to our store manager and complained about him saying that you do not get to talk to me like this. I have worked here for like five or six years at this point. I do not deserve to be talked like that. And if I want to book some vacation days to go spend time with a loved one, you do not get to deny me that. And then he was like, okay, I'm approving these days off and I'm actually going to talk to him. That's what our store manager had said to her. So I say all of that because we had to trade shifts in order for that to happen. But here's the catch. I became extremely sick. And when I say extremely sick, I mean, uh, without making you guys want to do the exact same, I I was recreating scenes from The Exorcist from both ends. Okay. So uh, there there was no way I could work unless you really wanted to clean up bodily fluids, which was a biohazard, which I I am keeping my coworkers safe by not having to clean up vomit. I say all of that in mind because... Me and another coworker had agreed to do a shift trade, and it was an equivalent trade, basically. The very next day, he threatened me with a goddamn write-up, and I had accrued sick hours that I very clearly could use. All because I traded a shift with a coworker to go to a concert that they knew I was going to be going to no matter what anyways... And then threatening to write me up because I made a fair trade for a shift that was overrided by our manager, you're gonna write me up and he literally said this shit to my face. I shit you guys not. He said, I don't think you take your job seriously, Nick. I repeat, I do not think you take your job seriously, Nick. Even though I had worked there for (laughs) two goddamn years, showed up on time every goddamn day, and the only times I didn't show up on time, I had put in extra hours to make up for the fact that I was late. Yet I don't take my job seriously.
1: You know that's funny because i got that same thing after working at walmart i that that was how they let me go they said that same exact thing
2: this is just further proof to me that and just my genuine opinion of this manager is that he really wanted a piece of that upper management pie like he was really Mm -hmm. growing down with anybody who was in upper management You know, trying to, you know, mosey up to anybody who was working for head office or for district. So it was just purely, it's purely and simply for the money, not for the relationships or the fact that you're working with people for a living and your decisions affect other people. Yeah. You just want the fucking money.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. So with that in mind, I... I want to say about two or three weeks later, I would wind up quitting, but I even put in a complaint to my HR manager. And Mike, you will even remember me saying this, and I kind of referenced this in our in our machine head retrospective we did. This HR manager tried to play the whole, oh, but it's your perception of him that's the problem. And it's like, no, perception is not fucking reality that you keep saying it is. He is treating people awfully, and you're just choosing to ignore it and let him off the hook for it. And I, I really regret not... Putting in a written complaint against him, because it's like if managers have the ability to write employees beneath them up, we have the power to write up managers for how they treat others. So it's just like, no, fuck you. You don't get to treat me like this. And I thankfully found a job that didn't want me there at five o'clock in the goddamn morning and actually respected that I have a life outside of work. So I just said, no, I quit.
0: I'm done with this. That is something I usually look for, Um, like pl- places of employment that actually that actually respect people's quality of life. And
2: I even say it outright in interviews that, you know, a work life balance, we don't exist to just work like obviously like you need to work for a living that that just goes without saying. But you get where I'm coming from, right? Like we obviously exist to enjoy time outside of working.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yes, correct.
2: I, I say all of this in mind too, especially because it just continued to get worse. All of my coworkers from the time I had started working there in like 2016, they all had seniority and they ended up quitting because the decisions they were making affected them so goddamn badly that it was like, I'm done with this place. Like, I'm tired of being treated like garbage. So. They either moved on to different jobs, you know, bless them and, you know, best of luck in future endeavors and all. But it's like, it's a far cry from like wearing badges saying you've been there for like five plus years to, you know, treating them so awfully that you're making decisions that are so bad, like moving people over to tills when it's not as busy on that side and it's not required but letting another department of tills slack it's like just unrealistic decision making is kind of what killed that job for me and I ended up being proven right as a result of it now are you guys ready for something that's even worse than this (laughs) oh gosh
1: Uh, Yeah, this
2: is this is where we get into health and safety shit that I'm like, and I I just want to stress this for anybody listening. If you are being harassed in the workplace, that is a goddamn health and safety issue, and you should file a complaint effective immediately. And if your management does not do a goddamn thing about it, which in my story, not a goddamn thing gets done about it, they just broke the law. So whether they like you or not, they have to acknowledge a health and safety complaint legally. Like, I'm not an employment lawyer, so like what I say might not fly to somebody, but like, that is the law. And It's not company policy that they have to follow. It's the law they have to follow. And that overrides company policy. So right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, I had gotten my first job working for Best Buy. And and this was coming towards the tail end of 2021. My best friend had recently checked out. So like I was still kind of you know, coming to terms with all of that, not like, you know, upset or blubbering, just coming to terms with it. You guys get where I'm coming from, right? Mm-hmm. So even from my first day, I could tell something was off just from how either other men, they literally would call these people leaders, which I I literally said bullshit. These people are not fucking leaders. They're either supervisors. You just want to give them some kind of title to make them feel fucking powerful when they're not. So the way this person talked to me when I was trying to go do some training and I had been sitting there for all of five minutes, (laughs) they tried to put words in my mouth saying that I had been sitting there for two hours and I said, no, I had been waiting for somebody for two hours to come do this, not sitting here for two hours, but you guys get what I mean? Like... I made it clear that i had been waiting on somebody to get back to me for two hours. That's like saying that I had been sitting waiting for a phone call in my living room for two hours. Like context, like listen to the people you're talking to. You're in customer service. You think you would pick up on nonverbals and learn to understand others but instead they just got increasingly hostile towards me and it just kept escalating to where I was like okay I'm I'm just going to go do as you tell me I don't need to put up with this I'll see you around and that honestly led to my first complaint within my first week and it's this is a recurring thing in the workplace like they would constantly say oh it's your tone of voice and it's like bullshit like you guys have known me for fucking years and know that I have a famously deep voice Mm -hmm. that I just I sound the way I sound I was born with the voice like obviously puberty and everything had to happen but I mean I have the voice that I was given I don't really have that great of control of it it sucks but I just work with what I have and do my best The fact that you're going after me because of my voice, I just find utterly ridiculous. So I just dismissed any of it, and they tried to play the whole, oh, it's constructive criticism card, which, bullshit, this is not fucking constructive. But... No, it's not. (laughs) Here's the main thing that became an issue for me with this job was purely... I had been dealing with an old lady customer like I I was working in the geek squad department so like I was trying to learn like how to repair computers and like troubleshoot issues for people and I tried to help this old lady but I was kind of just thrown to the wolves and I didn't know what to do and like granted yeah I I did end up keeping her waiting and I sincerely apologized but it was like She wanted specifically, I think it was she wanted to instead of using iTunes, she wanted to use Windows Media Player, which even my coworkers were like, that's the most what (laughs) they it was the most outdated media player you could use and you're just refusing to use it. So uh, like, she couldn't get anything to play on it because it's Windows goddamn media player. I could get it to play on other media players, but I would uninstall it and reinstall it. I still couldn't get it to work. I would ask for help, but my coworkers (laughs) would just go help other customers. Management wouldn't help me. Nobody would. And this just ended up keeping this lady waiting, and she ultimately just ended up leaving because I was like, look, I'm sorry, I can't fix this because this is an outdated media player. You know, I tried to be as respectful as I could, given how heated it was starting to get. But it was just like, what can I do? Yeah. Not everybody's going to be pleased at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. No, in that situation, you can't please everybody. Yeah. I mean, like, you tried to look for help and no one came to help you. So it's not your fault. (laughs) So I say all of this in mind because
2: the store manager who, bear in mind, my only interactions with this store manager were my job interview and maybe towards the first end of my first week that's it about like a week after this had happened he proceeds to walk up to me as I'm leaving at the end of my shift and the day wasn't as bad you know I, I at least met some coworkers that I was kind of hitting it off with at this point I shit you guys not, and this still pisses me off. He accused me of this. He accused me of saying to this customer, Nick, a customer complained about you saying that you told them stop talking. What? What the hell? I shit you not. And I'm like... Look, dude, I have no memory or recollection of this, but you have the wrong guy. I never said anything like this. And then he proceeds to start talking down to me saying, oh, you need to learn how to talk to and respect customers. When it's like, motherfucker, did you not read my resume when you hired me? I've worked customer service probably a lot longer than you have. Especially knowing that I've read his LinkedIn page, which, yeah, I have at this rate, because, well, I'm going to tie this in at the end. So he starts talking down to me, and I feel so demoralized at the end of that day. And he's like, oh, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. P.S. We didn't talk about it the next day. So I... I at this point already do not like this job. And I start planning my escape plan to just hop back on Indeed and start applying again because it was like, okay, this is going to get worse as it's going to keep going, right? This one coworker that I know specifically that this manager fucking liked, she was I, I have the feeling that they were just deflecting it because the way she was talking to customers and her like the way she actually talked to people was way more disrespectful than the way I... Like, you guys know me. Again, I have a very deep voice. I sound very menacing. I literally sound how I look. A long-haired guy who goes to the gym and wears heavy metal shirts. (laughs) I literally sound like that. You can't really control that. So either you deal with it and buck up, or you shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So... (laughs) With that in mind, this coworker, it's starting to get more towards like Black Friday. It's like the either end of October, early November, around that time period. And like things were already like getting increasingly, increasingly heated and a lot more pressure is being put on me and another one of my coworkers I became good friends with who tied into all of this. Basically, this entire day, this coworker, who I want to say was on the same level as me, just she was part-time, would constantly act like she was a goddamn supervisor and acted like she could treat others like garbage. Like, I remember specifically that... I was trying to print off screen protectors and apply them because that's what I was being asked to do and there had been a customer that had been waiting like 30 minutes and like I had already started printing I think like two or three cell phones and that was one of the few things I was actually good at at this job. She had started rushing me and would try to talk over me in front of other people to the point where I couldn't even start a sentence. Like I would start with like, but, but like that in front of other people and coworkers. So I, and, I, and she was like, Nick, I don't like how you're talking to me. And I'm like, I can't help that. I talk to people how I talk to people. Cause my voice is my voice. You are rushing me. I am trying to get this done and that caused such an issue that the screen protector machine even got fucking jammed and like wow. it was out of commission for i want to say at least a good few hours and then another incident ended up coming up which was even worse was basically she did not like how me and a coworker had made notes about a computer and somebody came to pick up the computer under the impression that it was ready when all we did was say, hey, this is so-and-so calling from Best Buy. We just want to get your permission to back up all of your data onto one of our hard drives, erase your computer, and then re-add all of your data back onto the computer because it won't install Windows goddamn 11. She did not like how that was noted, and she proceeded to... I shit you guys not. Yell at me in front of coworkers and within earshots of customers being helped by coworkers. What in the? F- I, I, I am not even joking. I literally walked away from that situation like, I need a minute. And then, yeah, even, uh, even one of my coworkers, who the technician guy that backed me up on this he was one of the coolest goddamn people he would talk to me about like Metallica and cradle of filth on shift and it'll be like okay that kind of lifts me up during working here he had pulled me aside and was like hey Nick I really don't appreciate the way she was talking to you and Mm. that should have been either treated as a learning moment or been done behind closed doors like that is so goddamn disrespectful and I'm like yeah man like This is what happens here on a daily basis. And I'm at the point where I just want to rage quit and walk off the job. And he's like, dude, I, I like working with you. You seem like a good guy who wants to learn and wants to do his job well. Don't rage quit, file a fucking complaint. His exact words to my face. And like, I even got the coworker who was helping customers at that point. I talked to her about it and got her permission to mention her name as a witness to all of this. Mm -hmm. I had the weekend off, so I had the opportunity to do up a written complaint, which I had given my direct supervisor a copy and kept a copy for myself, like I literally just printed it off, signed it, photocopied it twice, and said, yeah, this person is treating me like crap, address it, because I have had enough of the attitude, and I am working hard and trying to do a good job, but this is detrimental, like I do not enjoy any of this, and you know, it was polite, it was done behind closed doors, and it nothing ever got done about it. Wow. Mm. And I want to say this, I I hate to jump ahead in the timeline, but (laughs) this person got to quit. With the potential of being rehired, no reprimanding, nothing gets done about it. They get let purely off the hook from it. That is against the law. Yeah. So... With all of that in mind, two weeks later, and this is complete and total news to me, mm-hmm. I end up finding out that more people are trying to file complaints against me. More customers accusing me of shit that I flat out didn't say. I have, I have I'm of the personal belief that I think that they were just making things up to just dogpile on me because they did the exact same thing with my coworker that I was working with. So. They bring up the whole stop talking thing. They bring up that they're going to be writing me up for this. They do this, that, and the third. And I'm like, I just say to another one of my coworkers that I kind of became friends with, but, you know, eventually lost touch with. I tell this person, I'm fucking quitting today. Like, I, I, I'm i done. I, I was going to wait until my three job interviews that I was doing to actually give my notice appropriately and quit on better terms but it's like if you're gonna treat me like garbage like this every day, you deserve to be short staffed. I- I'm not putting up with any of this anymore. So this coworker was like, I don't blame you. I liked working with you. You made me feel welcome. It sucks to see you go. And I was like, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. And before yeah. I left, I was even getting this person's permission to back me up saying that they have been witness to my character, to how I actually treat people in the workplace. And they can say all of these accusations being made towards me are either made up, inaccurate or completely over Mm -hmm. So like I go to this back office with my direct supervisor who's fucking dilly dallying trying to get this write up typed up and I'm like look can I can you get a move a bit of a move on with this like I want to go home I'm disgusted about like 20 minutes half an hour later she comes back but with my store manager and we end up having another half hour goddamn conversation. And they bring up the whole stop talking thing, my voice, the whole nine yards. Ah. And then I just say, look, these are three people who can back up my character and know how I talk to people. Yet you're going to dismiss what I have to say just because Nick's bad and we don't like him for no reason. This manager literally said this to my face, and I'm going to exactly quote him because I included this in my written complaint against him. He literally said, so what you're saying is, is your co-workers are enabling your behavior. What? That is bullshit. So having my co-workers back up my character, being an exact witness to events that you weren't present for is enabling my behavior. Anything that literally discredits, like this would be like if um, this is probably going to be a really bad analogy, but this would be like if we had a different judge in the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard situation last year if we had the judge purely just take Amber Heard's side and just say Johnny Depp bad despite proof saying otherwise guilty it might as well just have been that that entire conversation and he just kept going on about oh I don't want to give a write-up to somebody who's not going to take constructive criticism and I'm like no, I am signing the write up so I can write my written rebuttal, dismissing everything you just said to slander me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like, I, I have had multiple conversations with my family I live with saying I am of the belief had I stayed at Best Buy throughout that Christmas of that year that I would have been fucking fired and that uh, it would have taken me such it already was taking me such a long time during covid to try to go back to work that this would have just been that but worse to the point where I'd have Mm. no money as a result of it like I wouldn't be able to afford to pay bills so Mm. literally the next day I just came in and said I had enough this I am quitting and I even said like I want nothing to do with Best Buy ever again. Like, I will not give them my money. I will not (sighs) buy anything from them. I will actively tell people do not shop there. They treat their people like shit and... Mm -hmm they literally just hire anybody off the street and barely even fucking train them properly Mm. so i also bring up that one coworker that had transferred departments I, i i know it sounds like i'm rambling but like this is an entire situation it had been a month since i had quit and i didn't get either job so i was unemployed without any income for about two months at this point and it was already going into christmas but thankfully i'd bought my family their gifts what winds up happening though is i literally get a call from this coworker in tears and they're literally saying to my saying to me over the phone that yeah they're doing the exact same thing to me that they were doing to you which just to anybody listening to this if you're experiencing harassment in the workplace if this person treating you like shit on the job is treating you like this guaranteed they are doing it to other people too and mm-hmm. just trying to be sneaky about it but i i i wouldn't have spoken up had i just been treated like you know what nick was an employee who worked here for two months it just didn't work out forget and move on my coworker tells me that this manager And our supervisor, they both said, I don't want this to be another Nick situation. And that is when I got pissed off even more. That's when I became like, okay, motherfucker, I was such a, I was such a thorn in your goddamn side or got your (sighs) panties all bunched up merely for the fact that I existed, that you can't even think, you can't stop thinking about me for a month after. Fuck you. I'm... I'm coming for your fucking head basically. So uh-huh. I originally was going to file a complaint with my my province's health and safety committee with the government cuz I was like I am writing up exact incidents, exact people, times, days including my previous complaint about this coworker that yelled at me in front of customers and other employees. Uh-huh. I was prepared to like fight. Uh-huh. I then get, uh, it's then tax season, and um, I need to get my T4, though. Uh, so the only way I can do it is by printing it off online and getting it into my old employee portal access.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Guess what I find in the messages, guys? I want you to take a wild fucking guess. Anybody?
1: <laughs> Mike, I, you have I... you a guess? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going
0: to guess it has something to do with, with that complaint. Yeah, I literally get a
2: message saying, "Please leave your feedback, saying what your experience was for working for Best Buy." Hey, I'm going. And, I'm going to assume oh. that
0: uh, you had a lot to say in that <laughs> comment box.
2: Oh, Mike, I copy pasted my health and safety committee complaint letter. And I had all like I was already back working in January of that year. And that I kinda alluded to a little bit of it in our Scream Six episode that mm-hmm. going to see Scream Five opening night was my victory gift to myself for getting back on my feet after that situation. But no, literally, I copy pasted my health and safety committee letter into that entire entire box saying what my experience was working for them. And Good. I also basically just said in one comment box that said, oh, can you tell us where you're working now? So that way we can kind of compare what working there is like to working here. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, why would I tell you where i'm currently working so you can run around defaming my name making more accusations against me because guys like this is where i'm gonna get like extremely real i had to go to my fucking family doctor because i had a goddamn panic attack towards christmas Like my face was pale. I could barely go to the gym. I could barely want to eat. I was. I couldn't God. even drink coffee. I couldn't do things I genuinely liked because of working for this job that yeah. had just done nothing but treat me like shit the entire three month under three months that I was there. Yeah, it was genuinely that fucking bad. Like uh, I'm gonna be opening on, and I'm not one of those whiner complainers that. You know, like, I I hate to say it that way, but it's like, I'm not one of those types that likes to whine and complain about a situation. I prefer to be productive, smart, Mm -hmm. and stick up for myself. Mm -hmm. And this was not fucking karma. This was literally what I'm about to say. It was not karma. It was literally me taking action and steps to protect myself because I won this fight, actually. Um... I get a text from this coworker that I had stayed in touch with. She had sent me a text message over discord and she said, Nick, you're going to flip when I'm about to tell you what I'm about to say. And I'm just like, "Uh, okay, what's up? I got this manager fucking fired. Definitely a
0: reason to celebrate.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, uh, I was taken aback when I just looked at this message. I was like, what? Like, what happened? So <laughs> obviously she couldn't give many details because obviously not a lot was given. I understand that, but what they were told was quote employee feedback. <laughs> It The convenience is uh, I, I know it's probably dumb to take credit for it, because like this place would have had many employees during the time of this manager working there. But like like I said, I worked customer service a long time, a lot longer than this douchebag ever fucking has. And I know for a fact, as a manager, you've got to back your employees up, especially when it's an accusation that fucking serious. Either that or at least be impartial. He didn't fucking do that. He just wanted to say, I don't like him. Let's treat him like crap until he leaves and continue treating him like crap. After the fact that he had already left, which just makes this guy look more fucking butthurt. I, I, I'm sorry if this went on too rambly for you guys. Like, I know I've been mostly talking a good chunk of this, but it's like, no, my it's experiences, fine. Is completely my experience. My experiences in the workplace genuinely have been this fucking bad, especially in the retail world.
1: Yeah, that that's really hellish, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that, man. No, it's
2: the way I look at it. I ended up being vindicated as a result. I got this asshole fired and I stuck up for myself. And that's the main thing I'm going to stress to people listening to this is You can fucking protect yourself. You've got to have a Mm -hmm. either a paper trail, whether it be emails, written complaint letters that you give emails saying that you had this meeting with this supervisor and this is what's being said. And this person is treating me like this naming exact times and days that cannot be disputed. And, you know, if you need to go over. HR's head, go over their head and report it to either, in my case, provincial or in your guys' case, go to your state government and complain, whether it be health and safety or your labor board, and actually fight your battle. Because, I mean, you don't deserve to be treated like this in the goddamn workplace because it is a safety hazard.
0: Well, well said. Yeah, completely agree.
2: Yeah. And, and I and again, I just want to stress this. This wasn't fucking karma. This was cause and effect. I stuck up for myself. I made the right decisions and right moves. I, I didn't expect <laughs> to get somebody fired. But you know what? I'm proud that I did. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> i
1: guess i i don't really know what to say after that i just, i, I guess, think uh, yeah i mean i i definitely i definitely sympathize with you man i just like what you went through that's just it's horrible well, and i wish no, that man. you hadn't had to go through that
2: well no man it, it, it's I, i'm gonna kind of paraphrase randy from lamb of god during his whole czech republic debacle back from 2012 and 2013 sometimes you got to do the right thing and it just sucks and you know what? I did the right and I stand by it. Quitting that job and getting out of there and filing my complaint the way I did was the right thing to do. Because, again, it, Absolutely. Had, I, had I had stayed there, I genuinely believe I would have been fired or had an even worse accusation lodged against me. And mm-hmm. I was not going to stand for that because I know I'm a good, decent, hardworking person. hmm. I, I'm not gonna stand for shit like that, and I think mm-hmm. it, there's a reason you're seeing so so many people quitting their jobs. It's not because boohoo, I'm in a field I don't like. It's not just that. It's just that managers have gotten and to kind of tie this back into this whole writer strike thing happening. People are tired of employers treating them like garbage and paying them shit wages and not giving them any benefits. And I I guess to kind of close out what I have to say on all of this, to kind of use a writing analogy, your life is your story to write, and you completely have the option to write out characters that you don't need in your life. Exactly. So go mm. ahead and write these managers out of your life by getting a better job, which I'm still really fighting to get out of customer service because it's killing me, honestly. But I
1: mean, yeah, yeah. I hear you do hear what you, you. have to do to, to get out. I will never go back to the customer service job. Good. Don't. Yeah, uh,
2: I guess anything else you guys want to say, because I just feel like I talked the majority of this episode
0: honestly for for this particular episode I'm o- I'm okay with not being the focus as much as just presenting presenting these stories because um there like if if you are in a similar situation there there is a way out as Nick has has uh demonstrated so just just because you're in a bad work situation now doesn't mean there isn't a light at the end of that tunnel
1: mhm mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Very true.
2: I would Very more true. just say the light at the end of the tunnel is applying for other jobs, and if it's to the degree of harassment and abuse of power in the workplace, yeah. file complaints. Yeah, and if you need to go over HR's head and they and you know they are breaking laws to do so,
1: mm-hmm.
2: go file complaints against them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, Bravo to you for standing up for yourself and for doing all of that because that's. You know, and for sharing that with us as well, because I know that that's going to inspire people to take action on their own behalf and to do the right thing for themselves, which, you know, we need more of in this world right
2: now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, again, not just the writer's strike, but we're just seeing it all over the place, whether it be in the world of retail, whether it be in Whether it be in warehouses, whether it be in the food industry, even like Mm -hmm. there's just so much crap going on where managers think that they can get away with it because they hide under company policy
1: and think company policy is the law when it's not. And and we're, you know, and we're also seeing a lot of like, you know, just just like the 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 people that are kind of on the lower end of of the Spectrum in terms of job security, you know, like a lot of people are losing their jobs, even at like tech giants and that sort of thing. Um, You know, there's a lot of layoffs happening right now. And it's very unsettling to see, especially for, you know, when CEOs are making millions and billions of dollars, and you see all these, all, all the people just losing their jobs left and right, and inflation is so high, cost of living is the highest, you know, it's super high right now. So it does feel hopeless at times. I think you know, for a lot of people.
0: Really,
1: mm-hmm. really, at the at the end of the day,
0: I I will always be in support of of employees doing doing what they have what they have to do to in, ensure that they have like the like the bet like the best quality of life and like you said, just stick it sticking up for yourself. Know know what you have to do and just just doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And and don't
0: let managers
2: determine your worth and don't let them don't let them try to steal your wages either by leaving or by doing something completely illegal and against the law, but hiding under company policy as a result. Don't let them do that shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. just just, i guess it just goes to show you also just that i genuinely do believe some managers need to be taken down a peg which i do think we are slowly starting to see that but i don't think it's having the effect that it really should yet which kind of sucks but i guess
1: i i guess things just take time it sucks but it does you know um and, and what you're saying also kind of uh, reminded me too of the fact that like in the video game industry, there's a lot of efforts now for unionization, especially for like game testers and, and people who are, again, you know, you don't have that much job security and definitely are not paid a living wage um, in that situation. So, you know, like I've, I've seen fairly recent reports of like even like a company like Sega of America and stuff like there, there are game testers who are trying to get unionized. Um, And it's just for a fair wage. It's not even for like, I, I don't, you know, it's not like earth shattering. You know what I mean? Like it's not rocket science here. They're asking for a living wage, which is harder and harder to come by in this country and in yeah. this world.
0: Every, everyone is entitled to, to a living wage to, yep. you know, to be able the to the pay your bills, to, to have food on the
1: table. The means to exist. It's like, it's its almost like it's becoming, you know, like all the things that we're facing, the rise of AI, automation, stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's getting to the point where job security is not what it once was, you know? And even if you go to college, even if you get a degree, even if you do whatever, if you follow the path, the the career path that a lot of our parents or grandparents or what have you followed... It's not a guarantee that you're going to be able to even afford a house, you know, or or just a decent place to live—an apartment, a condo, a a, a, a freaking studio, you know, like clean drinking water. Even it's clean drinking ridiculous. water, exactly, exactly. Electricity, you know, like I mean, what the what what is even happening right now? The the income inequality, the wealth disparity, whatever you want to call it, is ridiculous, and it's. <sighs> It's just something where I I don't think that, you know, it's it's like the problems of mass shootings. It's the same thing of like, you know, like we can talk until we're blue in the face. No one's going to come up with a solution. It doesn't seem like anybody's interested in coming up with a solution because it doesn't fit with the political talking points or whatever. And I'm talking about both parties in this case. I'm not just talking about one over the other. One is definitely worse than the than the other. But, you know, it it's not like it's not a partisan issue for me personally it's more like a why isn't shit getting done issue and i just don't know until we get you know like new blood in in political office or what have you i don't know that it's going to be something where we find a solution or i just don't know if like i don't know if the society is ready to find a solution if there even is one
0: yeah that's that's a good question hopefully hopefully the next like um hopefully the next few elections um result in some new blood coming in and mm-hmm. actually coming up with solutions. Yeah. Because we can't we can't keep continuing to live this way where prob- problems like mass shootings and yeah this wealth disparity um just getting worse every waking hour.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because
2: I, I guess just until then mm-hmm just make smart living decisions just know to know to save up what money you do have be smart with it pay off mm-hmm. any debts work good jobs that you know are going to treat you well and pay you well and yeah. just you can change your situation at the end of the day like exactly. I, i'm i'm exactly. proof you can change it i got i got the person who was harassing me who was a goddamn manager fired Mm-hmm. as a result of that and i'm paid much better than i was working there and mm-hmm. any of my other previous jobs so you know it it is proof that you can get out to some extent i guess that's uh yeah my closing thoughts i guess in the there... meantime to all of this
0: yeah there is to... hope there is hope for that yeah um and just to wrap this up the whole the whole point of this podcast is to show to show solidarity to well everyone. Mm-hmm. Um one one of the the slogans that we have is that um you're not you're not alone. Um ev- mm-hmm. everyone has shit that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And this this is sort of our platform to you know expose ourselves but to also just <laughs> let you guys know that um you know we're all we're all kind of in this together.
1: Yeah yeah exactly um that's exactly right Mike it, it's it, yeah and what you're what you're saying is like and and i agree with you is that like you know that th- we're not mental health professionals or anything like that like that's not you know that's not our like specialized area or what have you but but what we are is people and i think that like you know what this website is about and what we try to do with this podcast is connect and with each other, with with our listeners, with our audience, with our readers, what have you. And so like, you know, if just if it just helps even one of you out there, you know, then I feel like that's something that that we can definitely be proud of. And that's something that like, you know, we we stand with you in that sense of like we're all trying to grow and be better and to like improve our situations and stuff like that. And that's what Nick is, you know, that's something that Nick has illustrated for us in this episode as well. And yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, being a part of this podcast and being a part of this site and being a part of this family really is something that, that I definitely, you know, hold near and dear. So not to get too, not to get too touchy feely, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's something where I feel like we definitely you know we definitely mesh very well together so so that's why i say thank you to to both of you for coming on on this episode and for sharing that of course uh now before we
0: get out of here first of all nick where can everyone find you online
1: Super Saiyan Death Metal
2: God on Instagram. I mainly post album covers, movies I'm watching, video games I happen to be playing. I will be eventually posting the awesome Resident Evil 5 remake. I mean, Resident Evil 4 remake. God, edit that out, Keona. <laughs> <laughs> I will be. I will well, be hey, posting- you know what? Resident I Evil will be 5 po-
1: remake might be coming.
2: <laughs> At this rate, I would welcome it, because that's my least favorite. Yeah, I'll, I'll eventually <laughs> post the Resident Evil 4 remake because i'm playing that finally and it's absolutely awesome awesome and i guess to kind of tie this into i am not an employment lawyer i'm not any legal representation my advice is purely subjective if you want good advice go on instagram and look up attorney ryan A lot of his stuff is more American than it is Canadian, so I don't know how much it applies to me exactly, but a lot of the sentiments and ideas I know can be applied. Go look up his content. He actually is an employment attorney that can give you legitimately good and helpful advice to get out of any bad employment situation that you might be in. So if you want to go like my stuff, go for it, but go look his stuff up if you're needing help getting
0: out of a bad job. Awesome. Kiona, right. where can everyone find you?
1: Uh, at Neoplasmic24 on Twitter. That's N E O P L A S M I C 2 4 on Twitter. Um, you can also find me on the Renegade Pop Culture Twitter page. Uh, that is Twitter account, I should say. That is at Ren Pop Culture, Ren Not Stimpy. And of course, you can find me on RenegadePopCulture.com with these fine gentlemen as well. And you guys can find me on Twitter at
0: Captain K42. You can check out my quick thoughts on slash Coach K42. And as Kiona mentioned, you can follow Renegade Pop Culture on Facebook and Twitter at RenPopCulture. You can also find us on YouTube, on Podchaser, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Culture. Listen to all of our podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And last but not least, everything can be found at RenegadePopCulture.com. Need to escape? So do we. That'll do it for this installment of the Mental Health Checkup. We will catch you guys later. Nick, take us out. Fuck
2: bad managers and fuck retail. Amen to that.